Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? It's going good. You're in town. You're here for Forum. I am. Lifeway Women's Leadership Forum um, is happening end of the week and it is wonderful. First day was fantastic. Yeah, Beth went yesterday. Um, she's uh, there today and tomorrow as well. Um, she's really enjoying it and uh, had a good time. Saw a bunch of friends. She said she didn't run into you, uh, but she saw a lot of other folks yeah, that she knew. So I'm going to keep looking for her today. Well, she's kind of short, so you know, look down. I'll find so her. You'll Be find nice, her. please. Also this week, you had the Baptist State Convention of North Carolina annual meeting in uh, Greensboro, and you went over to that too. Yes, I did. So I have been traveling a lot, went to Greensboro for a few days, came home for a day and then flew to Nashville. Um, and it was a, it was a great uh, couple of days, lots of fun events, got to participate in a panel, uh, with the Young Pastors Network. I also got to catch up with some of my friends from the, uh, North Carolina Baptist Ministers Wives Organization. Um, Lots of good stuff. Southeastern had a, a luncheon and uh, just saw a ton of people and caught up. Did have a few people come and uh, speak to me and um, introduce themselves. They, they are listeners, and that was really exciting. Yeah, we had a, a very special listener that tracked you down. Yes, so I met um, a listener. Her name is Nora, and I think, unless someone out there is going to correct me, I think she is our youngest faithful listener. That's so awesome. Nora is five years old, and I'm not kidding. Like, she got really excited. Her uh, her dad, we, we know her dad, and uh, he, I didn't know they listened, but he, you know, sought us out and said, can I introduce you to my daughter? And then he said, she listens to y'all every week. Well, part of me thought, may you know, maybe a little bit, but then she, I started talking, I think, and she heard my voice and her face got like really excited. And then she, she mentioned you, she said, we listen to you and Jonathan every week. And we just had the best time. We got a picture, we hugged, caught up. Um, and I asked her, I said, what would you do if I gave you a shout out this week? And she said, that would be so exciting. So, um, hello, Nora. I loved meeting you this week. And um, I hope to see you again. So that was pretty cool. I sent, I remember I sent you that message and you were shocked. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So Nora, Nora, you need to come to Birmingham and come see us in Birmingham. And uh, we, we, may, we may be able to put you on the podcast. We may interview you about yes. what you like about the SBC. Yes, we could. Very much so, so. So Nora, come see us in Birmingham. Tell dad he's got to go to the annual meeting in Birmingham this year. So. I'm sure he appreciates us planning that for them. Well, I mean, you know, decisions are made by those who show up and, you know. That's right. If, if Nora's a church member, she can be a messenger. So I'm just saying. Yes. Yes. Get Nora her ballot. Now hashtag, that, but let's not, but we're not getting. Nora. No. But we're not getting into anyone's ecclesiology or membership procedures there. Yeah, that's true. So. That's true. That's true. Yes. Yes. Uh, church autonomy. They can make up their own rules. So. Yes, but she can come. She can come and find <laughs> she can. us. Yes. She can. All right. Well, uh, I know you're having a good time traveling this week. I've been here in Nashville just doing the things that I do. So um, maybe I'll get to travel some other time. Actually, I, I'm going to Gatlinburg at the end of next week, so I'm pretty excited about that. So um, getting some time off. Nice. I will be headed to Denver for 
ETS. That's right. Uh, NerdProm so. next week. So that'll be exciting. Are, are you presenting? I'm not. I'm moderating in a session, which just is means basically introducing someone. So the session I participate in every year, uh, I'm doing that. But do not have to present. And that is so nice because I don't uh, have to worry about my paper. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'm sure it would be excellent if you did, Amy. All Thank right, you and, and you will be seeing a lot of friends of ours from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky, who is uh, committed to training future pastors, missionaries, and gospel leaders. You can find out more about undergraduate, graduate, and doctoral degree programs by visiting sbts.edu. Glad to have them on each and every week as our sponsor here at SBC This Week. Amy, some rather large news in the SBC This Week from Richmond, Virginia. It was a big deal. We have a presidential candidate at the International Mission Board. Um, the search committee announced that they will recommend Paul Chitwood uh, to be elected as the 13th president of the IMB. So that vote will happen um, in the plenary session on November 15th. Uh, so that's next week uh, that he's going to come before the full board. He is the um executive director of the Kentucky Baptist Convention. So we uh, are very familiar with him. Um, he was at uh, Southern Seminary as a PhD student back when uh, we were there. And uh, so has been involved in Baptist life for a long time, was at one time the chairman of the board at the IMB. Uh, so has has been engaged in the process for quite some time. He's a leader that should be quite familiar to anyone who listens to this podcast. You mentioned uh, we... We talk quite a bit about the Kentucky Baptist Convention. It is one of the uh, larger Southern Baptist Conventions and uh, one of the perennial higher CP-giving Southern Baptist Conventions. It's also one of the 50-50 states that we talk about a lot when we get to our state convention times and the, the amount passed on. So his uh, his leadership at the Kentucky Baptist Convention has been a model for other state conventions. And, and we will keep an eye out on the vote next week. So they have the, the Kentucky Baptist Convention annual meeting is next week, as well as the IMB board meeting. So, so he's got a week. busy week. <laughs> a busy week for Paul Chitwood, I'm sure. He'll just jump on that IMB jet and just, you know, bounce back and forth between the two. I think we need to just point out that that's a joke. There's no IMB jet. <laughs> that we know of. We'll have to ask Dr. Chitwood. We've uh, reached I out. Apolo we'll <laughs> I apologize for all conspiracy <laughs> theories espoused on this show. <laughs> and they're always espoused by me. And they're always wrong. Correct. That's a funny thing. Correct. Uh, but I, I reached out to him. Hopefully, we'll be able to get him on the podcast soon to hear his vision uh, for the IMB and Southern Baptist Missions. Uh, congratulations again to Dr. Paul Chitwood, uh, who will be voted on, like you said, as the 13th president of the International Mission Board next week. All right, Amy. It's uh, the first of the month. Well, it, it was the first of the month last week, but it's still kind of the first of the month. You know what that means. CP. And Amy, I, I, I don't have good news this week. Yeah, I think we're going to have to break this down a little bit. Um, yes, ju because just Because the, the, headline, the headline was kind of rough. I mean, we've spent a lot of months saying, oh, we're ahead of projection. We're ahead. We say it a lot. And we can't say that this time. Uh, nope. So we need, to, we need to think this through a little bit. All right. So national CP was 10.59% under the first month projection of the budget. So budget... Projection went up to sixteen point one six 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 six. You know, you get the point. Million dollars, a lot. Um, and we came in at fourteen point four, so it was a difference of about one point seven million dollars. 
However, right. it's only $660,000 below what we received last year. The last couple of years, we have seen October giving drop. Uh, it right. has fallen off from September and August. I don't know what the reason is for that. I, I know why this year's October was less than last year's October, though, because last year's October right. had five Sundays. This one had four. So that's correct. We and kind of expected you, it, it to be lower than that. I don't know why it's fourteen point four million and, right. and not higher though. That that one's right. puzzling to me. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you actually run the numbers from last year, you know, and you divide it by five and then you multiply it by four, you're you're not that. Ooh, that Amy's doing math. Watch out! Folks. I know, I know. So maybe don't completely trust that what I just said, but I think I'm right. Someone yes, you else are. did it too. So. Um, so when you when you recognize that the five Sundays versus four Sundays, you are going to see a dip. Um, but we've talked about other factors for why even going back to the individual giver, you know, because we're we're this this happens at like four different layers, you know, or three different layers. It goes it starts with the individual and what they give, then it goes to the church and what the church passes on, and then it's the state. Now at the state level, they're passing on a percentage that was set typically a year ago. I mean, I guess we have a few state conventions, you know, that made a change, but I'm not even sure when yeah, those are effective. Their fiscal it years depends. usually go in effect right. in January. Right. So it's different. So so state conventions are passing on what their budget has said they would pass on. So your your shift is going to happen at the individual and the local level. Um, so I I'm, I'm going to assume this is just a guess because I'm no economist, but that at the individual level, uh, you typically see a lot of uncertainty, a lot of economic uncertainty around an election. And so it's possible that that happened in some places. Um, folks are just, We saw it you know, two kinda, years ago. Yeah, trying to I mean, figure out what to do. And they just aren't giving, they aren't spending much. They aren't giving much. They aren't doing much of anything um, in the moment. So that could be an issue. Yes. And also we we saw a big stock market correction in mm-hmm. um in October as well. So economically October was not the best of months. Uh right. just on a national scale. Yes, jobs went up, yes, unemployment's still down, all that stuff. Wages even went up uh, reported in in October, but from an investment and like spending side of things, they were down. So it's right. it's entirely possible that that could have happened and because of the election and all that. And that's what we're just seeing. We're just seeing the fallout from that. We saw this two years ago with the presidential election. It took a couple of months for things to get back on track and they did in December and then January and everything worked out just fine. Yes. I I hope that happens again. Yeah. So when you we take that plus, plus the five Sundays, four Sundays issue, you know, just all different things. It, you can kind of see where this might happen. Um, but it's the first month. We have 11 months to go. So we need to keep watching this. Well, we, we do have another month that is five Sundays in the year. That's going to be December. So, you know, those kind of wash out over the year. Uh, they, they do make this month to month projections and receipts uh, a little bit different, obviously. But, uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this, see what November holds, uh, whenever we get the news at the first uh, of December and see how CP is going from then. Yep. All right, Amy, last week we introduced you to Quinn Williams, the new state executive director in Wyoming. Uh, they had their annual meeting and affirmed him as the state exec and uh, and got to know him a little bit more in their 35th 
annual meeting. Very cool. Yeah. So a lot of this was about transition. Um, Lynn Nickel presented, you know, in, in his retirement and Quinn Williams appro- had been approved. So he was introduced. Both men received standing ovations. Um, they had 125 messengers from 43 of Wyoming's churches. They have 103 uh, congregations in their state convention. So um, 125 messengers were there. Uh, a lot focused on the transition. And then uh, they also passed a budget of $1,323,516. And they elected um, they elected uh, the officers from last year. They were reelected unanimously without opposition. So that was uh, John Constantine, the pastor of Story Community Church, and he's uh, the president. First Vice President John Laramendi, pastor of Alcova Community Church. Second Vice President um, Dean Whitaker, who is from uh, United Church. He's the pastor there in Riving- Riverton. And uh, Recording Secretary Sherry Mickelson from First Southern Baptist in Powell and Assistant Recording Secretary Renee Hansen of Mountain View Baptist Church. So sounds like it was just um, a good time of, of everyone coming together. I don't know where Riverton, Wyoming is, but it sounds mm-hmm. delightful. It does I mean, sound delightful. Riverton, Wyoming. I mean, does that yes. sound just like the quintessential mountain place? It, it really does. And, it's probably uh, on you the know, prairie Nate, and flat as can be, but, you know. Um, names are important. They really are. When you name a town, it it makes a difference because we've never been there. We don't know where it is. Haven't seen pictures, but it sounds uh, beautiful. Yes, it does. So. I don't know why, but if you've been yep. to Riverton, let us know. Maybe maybe yeah, Dean Whitaker send pictures. listens. I'm sure, Dean, send pictures. I'm sure Dean listens. So, you know, shout out hey, to Dean. I'm at, I'm at the stage that if five-year-old Nora listens, anybody could be listening. I, I, mean, I say really. it all the time. I mean, I know these people listen. I mean, we we talk about it all the time. So, yep. I know I know Dean listens. We we go way back. We're tight. Okay, that yeah. Now let's yeah. move on. All right. One final thing on the Wyoming Baptist. They're staying at the thirty-two point seven five percent allegation onto the National Southern Baptist causes. On to Arkansas, where they were opposed to a constitutional amendment to allow casino gambling to expand to four additional sites in Arkansas counties. This uh, happened before Tuesday's votes, Amy. Right. The measure actually passed though in Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah, it did. So this was, you know, they were meeting before the election and they, this was, this is what our resolutions are for. I mean, these, we take things that are happening around us and when we come together as people, we make a statement about what that convention meeting at that time, um, in that place feel, um, what, what they think about a certain issue. And so this was something that was coming up. It was very important. It, it was called issue four. And so they were encouraging voters to vote against it. So they came together as a body and said, we just want to make this statement about uh, this measure that's coming up. So it was it, it was something to expand casino gambling beyond uh, where it was in Hot Springs in West Memphis. Um, so it was going to there was a, an opportunity for it to expand to four additional counties. And it, it did. The citizens of Arkansas um, still approved it. Uh, but that was that was an important thing for the Arkansas Baptists to do to make their yeah. position known. And I, I love Larry Page's quote here. Just this, I mean, frank and to the point. This is a really sorry piece of public policy. Yes. Like yeah. There you go. 
There you Tell go. Tell it like he, it is, Larry. That's right. And he went on, he said it violates a number of biblical principles. It supports an industry that is predatory. Gave a lot of facts, data about how it negatively impacts society. But he just was, you're right, he was just straightforward. Really sorry piece of public policy. So um, I'm going to start using hard. that for things I disagree with at the SBC annual meeting. Yeah. Yeah. This is just a really sorry this piece of Baptist sorry. policy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I so probably wouldn't use it much, but it would just be fun to right. use. They also passed another resolution encouraging believers to engage the culture by being informed and proactive citizens, by voting in all elections, by praying for all those in authority and positions of influence, and by participating appropriately in civic matters. So, and speaking um, of participation, 556 messengers came this year to the annual meeting in Jonesboro. Greg Seitz, senior pastor of First Baptist Russellville, was elected to his second term as president. And Jeff Paxton was elected as first vice president. Stacy Reed as second vice president. And they passed a budget of $21 million with 45.22% moving on to the SBC. And also, Amy, they voted unanimously to dedicate the convention annual, the, the, the book, to the late Ben Elrod the past president of Washita Baptist and David Perry, the retiring executive director of their children's homes. Oh, wow. That's really cool. That's a nice little uh, touch there, you know, dedicating yeah. the, the book to him. That's kind of neat. Yeah, very nice. And finally, they held, as an example for other churches, they held a block party on the grounds of the church to uh, to help demonstrate how churches could conduct block parties in their communities. So, Oh, that's really cool. We saw the crossover push from, I think it was Montana. Then they hold the, the crossover event type thing up there for their annual meeting. We're seeing a, a demonstrative block party here in Arkansas. That's really cool. All right. Well, that'll do it for the uh, the state recaps this week. Down to New Orleans, they've named a presidential search committee chairman and have met to kind of lay out the process of finding a replacement for Dr. Chuck Kelly. Yes. So they have non, they're supposed to have non trustees, a faculty member, and a student as voting members, along with two trustee alternates. The committee is Bryant Barnes, Jack Bell, Frank Cox, John Foster, David Level, Jackie Myers, Gary Shows, David Um, Dan Wilson, um, and then Bo Rice as faculty representative and Michael Wang, the student rep. Alternates are Waylon Bailey and Tony Lambert, which I think we had talked yeah, about. Yeah, we that talked being about that named. a couple weeks ago. So then they came together and they unanimously elected Frank Cox uh, to chair the committee. And he also serves as the chairman of the board. That's correct. Yes. The information is there. Names and resumes uh, should be emailed to Frank Cox at nobtspresidentialsearch at gmail.com. Or uh, his address is in the BP article. We'll put it in the show notes. This may be the first one we've seen that offered a postal address. Yeah, it did. I mean, sometimes copies. that's how. Yeah, sometimes that's how how it gets done. So we haven't we haven't seen that with the other ones. That's fascinating. No, yeah, can send a uh, care of North Metro Baptist Church uh, in Lawrenceville, Georgia, where he's the pastor. So uh, I, I would be interested to know. Because as you said, things have just kind of shifted and, and folks are working on email all the time. Uh, I'd be interested to know how many they get of uh, of each way, you know, yeah. or if they get some that are sent both ways. Like, well, let I'm me sure just they, make yeah, sure. You know, yeah. Drop one in the mail and send it via email. I, I, yeah. No problem there. I wonder if anybody yeah. will handwrite one. Well, someone could handwrite a recommendation. I doubt they would handwrite a resume. I don't think anyone does that anymore. Okay. Right. Well, but someone could write. Like, if someone wants to recommend somebody, they might write. They can. That's great. Yeah, they could. That'd be. Yeah, it, it shows a personal a touch. 
Right. Send a letter. I, I really believe this person is the right person. So anyway, a um, lot, of, lot of stuff going on. All right. Also at New Orleans, they signed a memo of understanding with Louisiana College, uh, allowing for some different degree program articulation agreements uh, that allow people to do maybe some three plus two programs is basically saying, hey, we're going to we're going to work together to come up with the best way to have students from Louisiana College be able to get degree credit for their Nobits degree as they right. go through uh, their undergrad. Yeah, and this is great. You know, a lot of these uh, MOUs, they're, they're very detailed because you're dealing with accreditation standards and legal, um, you know, education issues. But at the end of the day, what it means is we're going to do things that make it the easiest uh, possible pathway for students uh, to get ministry training. So I think that's really exciting. And finally, over at Southeastern, some news on uh, some things you guys got going on. Yeah. First, one thing that was kind of exciting we had had mentioned at the end of the week um, was two more additions uh, to the faculty. These are, are part-time positions because they're folks who are on the field, uh, but they but they are uh, joining our faculty in church planting and missiology. Uh, so Keelan Cook who uh, leads the People's Next Door Project and is a senior church consultant with the Union Baptist Association in Houston. Uh, and also be a former interview E of Amy Woodfield and Jonathan Howe at the Southern Baptist Convention yes. CP stage. And, and a great friend. I'm sure um, that's on his resume. Handwritten. Yes. Yes. And uh, he is a, a doctoral candidate at Southeastern as well, but he will be part-time instructor of North American Missiology and a coordinator of diaspora missions for the Center for Great Commission Studies. Um, Keelan is just an incredible individual, so talented. And so it's very exciting. Uh, we miss uh, him and his wife, Meredith, um, who it writes, who's a, a writer and, and does work for the International Mission Board. Um, she's incredible. We miss them very much, but this will be an opportunity uh, for him to contribute and stay where he where he is as well. And then Matt Rogers, who is pastor of the church at Cherrydale in Greenville, South Carolina, uh, he will be part time assistant professor of church planting and coordinator of church planting and revitalization for the Center for Great Commission Studies. So that was uh, some exciting news to get to share. He is a PhD uh, graduate from Southeastern, so uh, very exciting. And then. And also, this was this was kind of sad and, and an interesting thing to hear a lot of the reflections. Um, so Logan Carson, who was uh, Southeastern's first full-time African-American professor, uh, he died at the age of 86 uh, last weekend. And uh, let me tell you, putting this uh, together, so Lauren Pratt, our staff writer, worked uh, to, to pull together this um, release we did. And his story was just really amazing. Uh, we uh, talked to Dr. Aiken. We talked to uh, Wayne McDill, who is a faculty colleague of, of his and a neighbor. Uh, we talked to a former students um, and, and the, the stories of how the impact he had on students uh, was just, it, were, were really incredible. Um, he was, uh, in addition to um, 
to being just this incredible professor. He also was was uh, had been blind since birth and had uh, this unbelievable story. And he used to say, I do not want to be healed of my blindness because I want the first thing I see to be Jesus face. So a lot of students were were mentioning that this week, saying he can see now. Um, but we have a link to a, a video there uh, for a chapel sermon he had given. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. Um, but I Everybody kept referring to this move he would make called the wheel, where he would spin really fast while he was preaching because he would get really excited and he uh, uh, had a lot of energy. And then he would like manage to spin around, never fall and stop and grab the pulpit. It had this incredible effect. Um, so very popular professor um, with the students and, and uh, great memories. That funeral is coming up next week. Um, but we're going to put a link in the show notes and, and uh, folks can kind of learn about the impact that uh, Dr. Carson had. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our news this week. That'll bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right. So I decided to just go with something a little fun and interesting and kind of surprising. Uh, it's 1974. And um Arthur Rutledge, who was the uh, chief executive of the Home Mission Board at the time, received an interesting gift. And uh, the, the, the story in BP is very straightforward. It doesn't give a lot of detail. Uh, so I, I don't know the whole uh, thing behind it. But uh, Miss Alaska for that year, her name was Darby Moore. Uh, she was the daughter of a, a missionary pastor, Roy Moore, in Kenai, Alaska. Um, she had, I, I looked her up, she had been in the Miss America state level pageant, you know, for, for Miss Alaska. I believe she had been runner up and then the Miss Alaska had to step down uh, for personal reasons. Oh, you know what that means? Yes. It means that Darby Moore became Miss Alaska. Okay. Perhaps Miss Alaska got married. Who knows? I don't know. Perhaps. Um, and uh, so Darby Moore became Miss Alaska. And uh, so she's daughter of a, a home mission board missionary pastor. And she sent Arthur Rutledge a 16 and a half pound turnip from Alaska. Whoa, that's a big turnip. And the interesting thing is the Baptist Press story, I mean, it's just very straightforward. I really think this needed some uh, investigative journalism. Why send a turnip to the Home Mission Board chief executive? What's the 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 point? But I'll just read the article because it's so short. Arthur Rutledge, Southern Baptist Home Mission Board chief executive, is a Texan who naturally is hard to impress. But he shook his head in disbelief here when he received a gift from Darby Moore, Miss Alaska. Miss Moore, daughter of missionary pastor Roy Moore of Redoubt Baptist Church, Kenai, Alaska, sent Rutledge a 16 and a half pound turnip. John Allen of the board's church extension department presented it at the agency's November meeting here. I have to think that was the most interesting aspect of the 1974 uh, November home mission board meeting that this 16 and a half pound turnip gets presented. I don't know what he did with it. I don't know if he went home and cut it up and cooked it. I'm not really sure. I can't imagine what it looked like, but that's what happened at the board meeting in 1974. And if you want to send a 16 and a half pound turnip to Kevin, to Kevin Ezel, Ezel, I'm sure that he would take it. And we could even work it out maybe 
that it could be presented to him at a board meeting. <laughs> so, also, other little known fact, when I okay. looked up Miss Alaska, she her uh, talent was yes, ventriloquism. ventriloquism. She sang supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. As with, a ventriloquist. It's fantastic. Ventriloquist. I looked that up while you were doing this. I was looking her so, up. I was sitting on that little nugget. That's fantastic, Amy. So, while we think about all of our uh, entity meetings that are going on, uh, there was another one happening with a fabulous presentation this week in SBC history. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, Amy, I um, I commend any This Week in SBC history that involves 16-pound turnips. Just going to throw that out there. Uh, I yes. do not like turnips. I do not eat turnips. I will eat turnip greens, I don't either. But I will eat, I will not eat turnips. But I do not 16, like turnips either. A 16-pound, I like, I'm trying to figure out how big a 16-pound turnip would be. That's got to be pretty substantial, like pumpkin size, I'm guessing. Because I, I know what a potato weighs. Potatoes and turnips, very similar in density and 16 pounds. I don't know. I don't know how, I can't estimate things like that. I, I don't know how many jelly beans are in a jar or whatever, so... I'm not sure, but I'm going to take your word for it, and I'm going to say that it doesn't matter what size it is. I'm not going to eat it. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. My resource of the week is the Kidman Toolbox and Great Games That Teach. It is a book of games for kids' ministry. Very cool. So you, you get this. It's part of the uh, Kidman Toolbox. It has three or four books in it. This book has got games that you can use in your kids' ministry. Um, you know, There's even a student ministry version of it as well. I'm partial to the kids' ministry version. You know why? Why? Because of Beth. Because my wife put it together. Oh, very so nice. This I'm is, impressed. So since since you, you always get to talk about all the cool books that your husband does, uh, I'm going to talk about the cool Absolutely books that my wife Absolutely, you should. Great games that teach. So if you're looking for a book for kids' ministry games or just some juvenile uh, student ministry games, <laughs> you can there you go. find that in the Kids' Men Toolbox with Great Games That Teach. Amy, your resource of the week is... It's a new podcast that is, uh, it, it's kind of joining the ranks of Southern Baptist related podcasts. It's called. Wait, wait a minute. You're taking away our market share here. Come on. We're nice to the folks from Potluck Podcast. We put this stuff out there and not another Baptist podcast. I learned about another one. So, uh. And you've been on the Baptist History Podcast. Yes. They Baptist haven't had History, me on yet. That's right. So, uh, met a new, uh, friend this week at the state convention, Benjamin Kerfman, um, and, uh, came up. He's a, a listener and he told me about this podcast that he has it's called The Four Horsemen. So it's, um. Woo! So it's not, not that poor horseman. No, and they actually spell it H O A R S E M E N. So like horse, as in you know your your horse from talking. And so what they did is it was for um, pastors, people in ministry uh, who have maybe some different perspectives, but they were all friends. And they decided let's take this on, turn the recorder on, and show how we can talk about these different issues uh, without like screaming at each other you know and uh, so it's kind of an opportunity to to model that that discourse among uh pastors uh who have who have have different perspectives but they want to respect each other so anyway i haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet because i just learned about it um but i wanted to throw it out there this is from a north carolina baptist pastor all right let's get some interesting uh titles and topics here yes i'm looking through the available episodes yes okay all right. A recommendation from Amy on a new podcast, Taking Away Our Market Share. 
Appreciate you, Amy. <laughs> Always here to, to serve. We we help each other. Uh, we help each other. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We are here to serve Southern Baptists, and that's what we like doing. Yes. So. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. And uh, we got Thanksgiving coming up. Do you do Thanksgiving in South Carolina? No, we stay home for Thanksgiving because we travel so much at the beginning of November that we just collapse. Um, oh. But we will have uh, half of the Whitfield family at least headed to South Carolina after Thanksgiving for the Clemson Carolina game. And oh, that that's right. does not that would be Mary and that Keith. does that half does not include me. But um yes. but we will be in Wake Forest on Thanksgiving. It's just with with ETS the week before and then state conventions and other things going on all I mean I'll have been three different places in two weeks. Uh the last thing I want to do is is have to regroup and pack again. So we'll we'll just yeah. We'll collapse and, and enjoy some nice time at home. You're looking forward to ETS, I guess. Yeah, it's always fun. It's great to see people. And um, I'll have a lot of, of stuff to tell from uh, the events. And there are a lot of folks from our six seminaries represented uh, there. And the Southern Baptist Professors Fellowship will be uh, on, I think, Tuesday night. And so uh, it, it's it'll be a great week. I understand not everyone likes things like that, but I do. So... Oh, I'm sure you do. Yes. I'm sure you do. Yes. So is Keith presenting or is he just moderating? Uh, he's not presenting this year. He he is uh, just kind of enjoying connecting with folks. And then he he does a lot on the Southern Baptist Professor Fellowship. Uh, and that's a, a real focus of his time there to bring uh, to bring people from all six seminaries and from Baptist uh, colleges and universities all over the country to say, you know, let's uh, connect with each other, have um, collegial spirit, recognize that the next uh, generation of leaders in the Southern Baptist Convention are going to come through our classrooms and we're all on the same team. And uh, so it, it's just a great time to encourage one another, celebrate things that are, are going on. Um, and just be better together. So uh, that's that's a big focus of his week, and then he'll have a lot of meetings and things. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Amy, you have fun at ETS. Nora, again, have your dad bring you and meet us in Birmingham. Yes. And uh, folks, we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>